Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Listeners to TN Radio, this is This Week in Interview, and I'm your host, Anthony Drago. I want, as usual, I want to say thank you so much for, for joining us this Wednesday night. Uh, tonight is, as usual, uh, a night when we are going to have a tremendous um, discussion. It, it's, a, it's, it's a solemn topic um, that we're going to cover tonight. Because tonight we're going to play tribute to a hero of the Caribbean. Um, this week, the Caribbean lost one of its greatest advocates in the, in the person of Lord Tokyo. Lord Tokyo is a pioneer, uh, an, an entrepreneur, a trailblazer in the in the musical scene, and um, we definitely don't want his passing to go unnoticed. I am sure that. Um, I am sure it's, it, it hasn't gone unnoticed with you, um, but at the same time, we wanted to, to recognize um, Lord Tokyo. Uh, tonight, on the, on the program tonight, we're going to have a few very, very special guests, and um, I will be introducing them to you right after we come from, from uh, our introductory um, processes, uh, I would call it. You know, uh, if you listen to um, this week in interview, I like to play the Caricom anthem. Um, I um, one of the things that I'm passionate about is Caribbean unity, full Caribbean unity. Carib- I believe the Caribbean should be one country, and so I always like to start the show by playing the Caricom anthem. If this is your first time joining us, I want to say welcome. Welcome aboard. I hope that at the end of um, this show tonight, we will have sufficiently stimulated you um, to where you will become a regular listener. And if you are a regular listener to this week in interview, welcome back. Every week we appreciate and we look forward, I look forward to having conversations with you. Uh, at the bottom of the hour later in the show, I am going to um, open the lines so you can call in and, and, and say what you know about the Lord Tokyo. Uh, but definitely, um, we, definitely we, we want to, to devote tonight, and I've already asked um, the producer to indulge us. Um, tonight's show uh, definitely is going to be uh, at least an hour and a half, 90 minutes, and I've told him um, to have the other programs on hold. Um, in case we, we do get a lot of listeners who would like to to pay tribute, to talk about their experiences with, with Lord Tokyo. Um, we certainly want to want to pay, give you the chance to pay your respects. Also, tonight we are excited about the fact that um, tonight we are collaborating with Radio Abamango. Those of you from Dominica know that um, it's a grassroots radio station from Grand Bay, from South City, and, and the Tokyo, Tokyo is um, closely associated with, with the Grand Bay community. Uh, he resided at Pishina with his family for a number of years before migrating to, to the U.S. So, um, special special good night, good evening to our, our listeners from South City. Um, we, uh, some of your soil has passed, but he's made you proud before, before he passed on. And um, Radio Abamango is going to be um, collaborating with us and, and rebroadcasting this program tonight. So we want to say all you Radio Abamango listeners, um, you're massive. We want to say um, 
welcome welcome to this weekend interview and we do this every wednesday night at 8 at 8 p.m so we hope that you will join us um for more than just that so without much ado um what i'm going to do is i'm going to play the the caricom national anthem and then we have a word from from our sponsors and shortly thereafter we will come back and i will introduce you to our guests tonight who are going to be talking about um they're going to be discussing with us the the impact that the lord tokyo had on on their lives so let's um let's take a quick break and um we will be back shortly you know there are many choices when it comes to domain registration web hosting and dedicated servers but i have to tell you about jocko hosting they're simply the best with their 99.9 percent uptime guarantee 24 7 sales and support teams you'll never have to worry get in touch with them today they offer plenty of other products and services like ssl certificates managed wordpress and more Call or click today, 480-624-2500, jocko.com. That's J-A-C-H-Q-O.com. All right, so this is the CARICOM anthem, and, um, you know, we we at TDM Radio, I personally, uh, as a very strong advocate for Caribbean unity, I think if we could just get our act together and approach our lives at... Um, as one people, how much more we would achieve. And so, um, tonight we are about talking about achievements, and, and, and tonight we have very special guests with us. We have um, persons who are familiar with the work, persons who have been influenced by the Lord Tokyo. And tonight that's, that's our, that's, that's who we are going to focus on tonight, the work and the life of Lord Tokyo. And so it is only fitting that um, we start off tonight's show with, with one of his songs, and he was a man of class, so I'm going to play you um, this song by Lord Tokyo, Mass of Class. Jumping on the earth, 
and um, Tokyo in, in, in the early I was just a little boy at the time and Tokyo would come to my home long before you know he, he, he I even know who Lord Tokyo was and what he does but he would come and he would entertain my family my mom my deceased mom and my deceased aunt we were very good friends with Lord Tokyo and I just want to let Dominican people know, Lord Tokyo had, uh, have by far more fans in the United Kingdom than anywhere else because most of his fans is in the, the United Kingdom, that's for sure. I learned from Lord Tokyo one thing because he was one of the persons, I can say truly, that inspired me to go into the competition because from since I'm a little boy, he always used to say to me, you have what it takes, you have what it takes. Even it was, he was like a motivator, not just for me, for a lot of other people, I'm sure. But I can say for sure for me that Lord Tokyo um, was like an inspirator. He was like somebody that just wanted Dominica to go places. And then when I started growing up, going to the Calypso shows from 1967 with my mother at the Carnival City in the Windsor Park, that's where it used to be held, that's when I understood exactly the power of Lord Tokyo, Mr. Hayden Desiree. In 1965, as you said, that he participated in 1966 into the competition in Grand Bay, even before he got into the local competition in Dominica. Super, let me, let me, super, let me get, uh, hold on one second. I have another panelist on that I want to uh, introduce and let him say goodnight to the listeners, and then we're going to come back and go a little deeper. Jolly, Jolly is also here, okay? Hi, okay, hi, Jolly. That's, um, uh, welcome, welcome to the, to, to the forum, and, um, just as I, I had Super um, do right now, I want you to do a quick intro and, and tell us what um, what the legacy, what the work of um, Lord Tokyo meant to you, both in, as, as a musician as well as on a personal level. Okay, this is Jolly. Yes, Jolly, you live. Go ahead, please. Uh, are you talking to me, Jolly? Yes, I'm talking to you, Jolly. Okay, hi. Okay, good evening, listeners and Dominicans in the diaspora back home and all over the world listening right now. We are here tonight to remember a friend. He was a friend to me, the Lord Tokyo, and I know he was a he was a pioneer, you know, to Dominica, Dominica music. I mean, I met so the first my first um, introduction to Tokyo. I was a child in Grand Bay when Tokyo performed in the Grand Bay. They had a, the center. I think it was Grand Bay, um, how you call that? Easy door. And, and I... Jolly, you have a little noise. Jolly, you have a little noise in your background. Do you have... Do you have I have noise in the background. No, you don't see There is nothing going on. Maybe, I'm in my okay, so Maybe somebody else. Go ahead. Then. It's not me. Okay. It's not me. Yeah. Okay. Um, somebody else is talking. Go ahead, Jolly. Go ahead. Okay, but somebody has a radio somewhere. I can hear it. And yeah, that was my first time I saw this 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 man on the stage in Grand Bay, and to to see how he command the stage and how he was just larger than like he was small in stature, but he was such a larger than life person. Then when I came to the United States, I met Tokyo. I was introduced to Tokyo, and then from there on out, Tokyo was my champion. He had my back. Whenever there was a musical event happening anywhere, 
and he was in our with. He would call me. I tell them, do you know of Jali? How did you invite Jali? I come and let me know what this is going on, and he think I should be a part of it. And that is how generous he was, you know. He was not a selfish person who would say, okay, I want the limelight and I'm going to keep it for myself. No, he would share, he shared the limelight, you know. And we became close, we became friends. And as a matter of fact, Tokyo was the one who introduced me to Sparrow. And I had the occasion to work with Sparrow on his music. And, you know, that is the, that's the person that I remember. And I really miss him daily. I, you know, our only world Tokyo is just not the same. Wow. Um, so, so let me jump back to, to Super L for a minute. Super L, you, you started telling us about the first time you saw um, Lord Tokyo perform at, uh, at, on stage and the impact that had on you as, as, a, as maybe a, a, a prospective yeah. or want to be entertainer. Okay, so... Yeah, I didn't want, so, want to miss it. No, definitely. We, we love the, the fact that you, that you could come on. So tell us... A uh, person, he was your daddy. He, I mean, he was he was a superstar to all of us, but he was your father. So tell us what it was, what, what type of person he was, and tell us what you remember about your father. First of all, let me just say on behalf of all um, the fans out there and from TDN Radio, our sincerest condolences and sympathies to you and your family. Yeah, you know, on that for my family and there, we thank we thank the um, we thank you very much. Um, we give thanks to all the support and the love and the kindness, thoughts and prayers that has been shown to us, you know, in this in this time here. So thank you everybody, you know. Certainly Tokyo meant a lot to, to, to a lot of us. Um I knew him personally as well. But um I, I want you to tell us what what um it was like um for you to be um the the son of an icon um being raised by Lord Tokyo himself. <laughs> well, you know, the special upbringing, you know, born in Pishler, and he was always there for us, loving us, you know, showing us right from wrong all the time. You know, how these parents will be for strict and make sure you walk the right path, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, and as um, I heard earlier, Jalia was saying, you're selfless, always there to help, you know, anybody, everybody. So, you know, now also tell us about his, you know, give us a little experience about, you know, the decision to, how old were you when you moved to the, um, to the U.S.? And you remember, you remember when he decided to move his family, I'm sure that probably was a hard decision for him because he was so much into, um, into the Dominican music scene at the time. Yeah, well, I guess it was for him, but as, as we said before, you're selfless and always, you know, looking to, you know, make everybody better themselves, you know, all the time. And that was the sacrifice that he made. Also knowing that even if he was up in America, he still found a way to bring his music back, you know. Yeah, certainly, certainly, yeah. Um, so, so, so let me jump back to Super. Super, tell us most. We're going to tell us about um, the impact of seeing somebody like um, to Tokyo on stage and the, the reaction from the crowd. First of, all, first of all, I just want to tell the young man, accept my sympathy, and um, you, what he has to understand that what his father represents, he should take for there and be even better. Try to be better to be a better human being like his father because for me although i'm even really worried about the entertainment part that he has done for me but as a human being what i'm trying to say is what i was trying to say is 
Tokyo has created an impact, not just in his calypsos. As a human being, he was a taxi driver, and what he would do is that when people come to Dominica and he would pick them up from the airport, he would actually educate them about the nature isle. He would educate them about Dominica, what Dominica has to offer. Tokyo had international friends in high places. Tokyo, not just the mighty sparrow, Tokyo had a lot of other international art, art, artists that I was introduced to with Tokyo. And I was fortunate enough growing up, as I said, he was a, a family member. And um, through, through Tokyo, by he telling me get involved into the Calypso competition, that's how I got involved in the Calypso competition. But, but, be, but be, besides that, the work that he has done, he was not just a Calypsonian, he was a Calypsonian for all seasons, like Ashton Lugue said on Facebook. He was like a Calypsonian for all seasons. He wasn't the kind of Calypsonian that would just wait for Carnival to sing a song. He would write a song for, for Mother's Day. He would write a song for Christmas. He would write a song, you understand what I'm saying? He, maybe he wasn't fortunate enough to write all the different season songs, which I know he wanted to do. I would love to do, but at least he has done so much that every Christmas we will remember the mighty, the Lord Tokyo, Dennis Hayden Desiree. We will remember him uh, Independence Time because he was a, a, a real cultural-minded person. He won the national crown with Bilocal, if you guys remember. And uh, not only that, you know, Blood Tokyo has done so much for the crypto industry in the world. Levi, without treating you even, I mean, I agree with everything you say. And to add on that, Tokyo was a must piece for Dominica. I mean, and I, and it, think, he doesn't do things for recognition. He does it because he, he was like a must piece for Dominica. When I, I lived in Manhattan with, with, with some Caucasian people, and uh, when I, they gave me a surprise party for my 35th birthday. Tokyo used, to used to call me at the house, and so they became friends with him. And they invited him to that party, and I did not know because it was a surprise party. And Tokyo was in that party trying to educate every Caucasian person there about Dominica and making sure they understand it's not the Dominican Republic. And then he took the floor and get down to show them how we, how we dance in Dominica. And from that day, everybody who meet me would ask me, how is Mr. Tokyo? How is Lord Tokyo? Is he coming back so he can show us some more moves? So Tokyo was not just, you know, he was, he was behind the scene. He was doing things that he, does, he didn't get any recognition for, for Dominica. He was a mouthpiece for Dominica everywhere he go. And, you know, that is, you know that, that, that's Tokyo. Definitely, definitely. Now, with, you know, I have personal experience with Tokyo as well. As a matter of fact, last summer, um, I, was at a, I was at a barbecue with, with Tokyo. And um, well, at that time he was he, he was there just on his own, you know. And we were sitting around the table um, playing some barbecues, and he started singing. He started singing and entertaining us, and and you could see even up to up to that time he still had that entertainer spirit in him, and, and you know that, that 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 drive to 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 make the people around him feel feel at home and, and, and as you said he was always proud to be to be a Dominican. Now I want to remind listeners that we are this show is being carried by Radio Abanango 
I want to give a special shout out to um, our friends um, and the friends of the Tokyo from from South City. Um, definitely, South City has embraced what Tokyo as a product of of the South. And um, it, it is a son of the South. Definitely, Jalil. I know. I know you are your household daughter from the South. So I was going to go there and have you have you talk about the, the impact that that cultural. Um, area of Dominica Grande and the environments, the environments that 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 um, produce so many um, persons of repute, the who have pushed uh, the culture forward. So tell us a little bit. Represent the people of Grande and environments as uh, and talk about the impact people like uh, Tokyo have on Dominican and Caribbean in general. Well, Dominicans who live in the main, as far as music goes and culture in Dominica, we the Dominicans don't really need any education on Grand Bay because Grand Bay is, has always been in the forefront of culture. We go all the way back to Genetua Coral, then we have Trady Bell, then we have Billy Groovers, we have Black Machine, we have Honeycomb. I mean, the list goes on and on, you know. We have Mikael Henderson, well, Jali is there doing her thing too. And, you know, we have had, you know, culture, I mean, the Bella, we had Orion, we had Matutu, we had, I mean, you name it, we had it. So, culturally, we, Grandi, I mean, everybody knows what Grandi uh, put forth. But not Tokyo is, is a king in Grandi. I mean, Tokyo is, he hasn't been physically in Grandi doing anything right because he's been in the United States, but he continues to be, you know, this music, everything, whenever he comes to Dominica, he always has Jali Moka, you know, I'm going to Grand Bay, I'm going, I'm going to Dominica, I'm going to Grand Bay, is anything going on there? And, you know, he, he, he just, is he, one of those people that you want along, you want to know this person. Now, he doesn't, financially, it's not like you have millions of dollars he's going to give you, but he gives you something that is so much more than money. You know what I'm saying? He make you believe in yourself. He tell you that, you know, you, you can do it. It is, you know, no matter what people say, you know, unless you try, it is better to try and fail than things to try. And, I mean, this is, a, this is the person he was. And I remember the first, when Tokyo came out, before I remember, we changed it in Granby a little bit, that carnival. I remember the, the ladies sing it. They change it. They put it in patois. They make the song in patois. And going up and down, they do big band in, in Lali, going up and down Carnival, and singing that song the whole day. And people falling on the song and everything. They, but they, they changed it in Patwa. They were making it Patwa. That's how much Tokyo, you know, influenced, musically influenced the people and the culture in Gandhi. Oh, certainly. So what I'm going to do now, I'm going to take a, a, a quick pause. I'm going to play another song by Lot Tokyo. He won the crown of... Pumping Man, I think it was in 1970 he won the crown with Pumping Man. So let's take a listen to that song. Yeah, them. Give us Tokyo. 
saying that you saw the Tokyo on stage. Talk about how that may have influenced you to become a performer yourself. And when you did start to perform, um, what were your goals and your objectives as influenced by, by Tokyo as an entertainer? Well, well the thing is, um, uh, at that time, I was in Swimming Stars already. You know what I'm saying? I was, uh, I was the lead singer of Swimming Stars. And in those days, like, uh, Swimming Stars is the national band for Calypso accompaniment. And 
Love Tokyo was always my family member, so he used to entertain my family even before I started singing. So I used to look at his movements in my house before. <laughs> in other words, I got a preview before Tokyo go on stage, you know. Mm -hmm. So be, being in Swimming Stars and, uh, and Tokyo in the competitions and, and being part of Swimming Stars, backing him up and looking at Tokyo on stage. Actually, Tokyo is an entertainer, and people have to understand that they are singers, they are entertainers, and you've you got to be you're careful. You can be a singer, and you can be an entertainer. You can be an entertainer, and you, you're not a singer. You can be both, either or. But Tokyo was an overall kind of person in what he was doing. Not that he was a great singer or whatever it is, but Tokyo had what it takes to be able to move any audience because the little Tokyo on stage had so much movements like James Brown. In Calypso, and the way that he moved himself convinced me, definitely convinced me, that I definitely could make my move into Calypso. That's why, you know, I can say boldly that um, Calypso, um, I'm, 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 uh, not Tokyo really, really gives me that kind of lift to go in, in, into Calypso. You know what I'm saying? In Calypso, particularly in Calypso. When it comes to Calypso, I can say for sure it's not Tokyo that really inspired me to be in Calypso. Well, definitely. And Jerry, also, um, as you were saying that um, when you came to the U.S., as, a, as a, 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 your, your, your body music business, um, what Tokyo gave you a lot of support and a lot of inspiration as well. Um, so tell us about what, what, what it means to, to go forward, um, having lost such a, a, a mentor and, and guide. Well, you know, for me, it's a personal loss because, like I said, sometimes because of maybe where I am or what's going on certain times, he's involved you know, or in a position to hear things that I may not hear depending on what time of year it is and where I am. And he would take it upon himself to call me to tell me, listen, this is happening, this is going on, make sure you're part of it, I'm going to talk to them so you're part of it or whatever, make sure you make that call or whatever. So, you know, he, he, was, he was that, you know, he, he's, he was just looking out, it's like, anything Dominica? that's uh, happening in New York, if I don't know about it, and Tokyo knows about it, I get to know through him. He always said, are you going to be part of this? You're going to try to be on the show? And, you know, it's just constant. He was just looking out for me. That's why I said I lost my champion, you know? Definitely. And, 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 and the, but when Levi was talking about the stage personality, <laughs> the stage, when Tokyo is on stage, the stage belongs to go Tokyo, you know? <laughs> that was my experience, even though when he's not on stage, you know, on, in a personal setting, my experience yeah. was that um, he just commanded that type of, he had that type of presence that just really, um, where he commanded the, the attention of people and not, not in a way where, he, you know, he, he's like, look over here, here I am. Um, no, he, yeah, that, yeah. yeah that, that's, <laughs> you know, he, definitely, but, anyway, he was there, yeah. He, he's like, you know, it belonged to him. And it, it was fun, though. It was fun. It was fun. Whatever he does, it was fun. People like seeing him. People like hearing him. And he makes you feel, you know, he made you feel comfortable. He made you feel a part of, you know, he, he was just one of those people you want to know, you want to meet, and you want to be around. Mm -hmm. you know? That's for sure. Okay, I think we have a call on the line. Um, who's who's calling in through through the radio line? Um, caller, good evening. Caller, can you hear me? No, you cannot hear me. So I'm um, reading up on Lord Tokyo. It says um, 
he was the first solo artist to ever make a record in the island of Dominica. When he recorded The Pumping Man, yeah. He cut that album just a couple weeks after Swinging Stars um, debuted the island's first record. Swinging Stars was the first band to, 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 to have the first recording. And um, he he recorded that. So, so and I remember... Um, Super L, when we, when we were talking right after Carnival and we were doing a post-mortem on Calypso, and one of the things we were saying was that more Calypsonians needed to, to do recordings, not just depend on, um, well, Carnival and they're going to compete in the Calypso finals, but also make it where um, they, you know, they, they could, they would record, and you, you see the Lord Tokyo doing that all the way back in 1970, you know? And um, that, that that just shows the vision of, of, of the man, the, he, his music, he wanted to take it much bigger um, than, than the stage uh, of just Dominica could afford him. And well, 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 let me tell you, let me tell you, the truth is about it, man doesn't live by bread alone. It's pretty simple. You can't wait for people to do things for you. You understand? I, you know, the thing is, Lord Tokyo was a, a individual, an individualist, if I have to put it this way, an individualist. He was the individual person in the sense that whatever I wanted to, okay, even when he was driving taxi, to, Tokyo was the best tra- ta- taxi driver. Tokyo would definitely try to talk his way into people to come to Dominica. Are, are we here? Yeah, Sam, we have but we have a call on the line. So let me let me take that call because this call has been trying to connect. Hello, caller. Good evening. Welcome to this weekend interview. I'm calling on behalf of Radio Bamago, and I'm in Guadeloupe at the moment, and I'm so impressed to see that uh, consulted us in having that collaboration done on behalf of the late uh, Doctor Doctor Tokyo. Well, myself as a Grand Berean at a very early age, I can remember during the days that. Or people who migrated to the Virgin Islands when they would come back from uh, St. Thomas, St. Croix, or any of these islands there, they would uh, rather uh, use in the service of Tokyo, which was a taxi man. And when he arrived at the head of the alley, we see technically he, would, he had a special horn, and you would hear the entire community runs after the taxi and shouting taxi and they used to call the people from St. Thomas Tomian Tomian and Tokyo was the one who gave them that name Tomian is in the, in the town so he was so much of a creative person and I as a very hello go ahead go ahead I as a very person during those days like music listening to guys like uh, Percy Sledge who just recently passed away as well uh, his wedding and fantasy towards Bob and all of these things. But Tokyo had something that would grab my people of my generation attention because when he speaks, you know, you just haven't got to interrupt because there was something, uh, a level of command from the tone of his voice. That is what I will remember from the from the Lord Tokyo, and he was extremely popular within everybody of all generations. And I had I, on my Facebook page I announced this announcement and I thought he was from Kishmael but I get uh, when I went through some information on the internet I found out that he was from Lubye 
But well, he was born there, he was born there, but he, his life was really in peace now, wasn't going there, you know? But uh, I believe that he was just a, a person from Grande, because as a very young person, <laughs> I didn't know. And I was even surprised to understand that he was 80 years when he passed away, because yeah. his voice was sung as young as when he was this, in his taxi business and all of that. I'm not going to keep the conversation too long, but I am just calling on behalf of Radio Obamago to say uh, we are very happy for TN Radio approaching us just tonight on Facebook and asking us to collaborate on this move. We are very touched and we want to thank you for inviting us and we look forward to doing additional things like that with TDN Radio in the future. Once more, I want to say to the relatives and friends of the late Tokyo, my deepest sympathy to the entire family and friends and all of the fans of Tokyo in Dominica. I know that that's the way we have to go, all of us, but we'll never forget him for not only his music, but as, for the person he was. And I want to thank you for allowing me to talk to you on your show. Thanks a lot. Thank you, thank you very much, Carla. Um, and of course, we want to say thank you to Radio Abamango to for agreeing to to collaborate with us on on this our our, our tribute that we want that we pay into the Lord Tokyo. We, we certainly want to we we want to take this as 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 the example to say that. Although Tokyo is going recognizing, it's important to recognize people when they're gone. We also have to start to pay tribute and recognize our people while they're still alive. So, thank you so much, Manny, for agreeing to do the, the show with us. Call us if you're trying to call for the program. The number to call is 202-525-7231. Seven two three one. The number that you can call. In fact, we invite you to call in on that number. It's two zero two five two five seven two three one. If you're trying to um, to join the conversation. So, Jale, what else do you know about Lord Tokyo? Since you you are from the south, and um, the south, although he was born in Lubia, the south has certainly claimed him. Uh, I guess similar to how this is, Paro was born in Grenada, but Trinidad by all intents is identity. Similar, um, I guess, with the Lord Tokyo. What else do you know about the early years? Honestly speaking, though, honestly speaking, I only found out that Tokyo was born in Grande after he died. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, really, I, I mean, I've always, I know where his house is in Pishne. I, I, I mean, I know him since I was a little girl. Every time we go in, we go, say, look, this is Tokyo's house. Anybody knows where his house is. I never knew he was born. In, he was born away from Grande. You know, this is new to me. So I have to get used to that. But he's still a son of God. Certainly, certainly. Um, I, we have one more panelist that just joined us. Um, so can you tell us um, what Lord Tokyo meant to you? Yes. Yes. My name is Ale. How is Jolly and Super L doing? Oh, I'm in What's up, dog? What's up, dog? Everything great, 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 man. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. I avail myself to you and to this discussion. So use me in whichever way you choose. Okay, Alex, I'm going to ask you for one second because I have another caller on the line. Caller, go ahead. You're calling in to join the conversation on Lord Tokyo. Yeah, 
good evening, Tony. Good evening. Listening to your program, not a great program, and good evening to your guests, Super L and Jalen. So, Marcus, how will I I would like to, you know, to, to add my little bit to the program. Um, I think it's a very great program. And uh, personally, myself, I've known Tokyo for many, many years. Um, he's a very good friend of, of, of my mother-in-law. They're good friends in New York. And even before he left New York, Dominica, I knew him very well. As Double L said, he was a taxi driver, and um, he was one of those educators. As a taxi driver, he was an educator. I, I, I wouldn't want to put it as a... He happened to be driving taxi as an educator, because basically what he did, as I think Double L, like you said, was he would educate everyone on, on Dominica and would have a very lively conversation with you. So, um, and of course... One cannot forget his Calypso. I mean, every Christmas, I will be playing Tokyo Christmas Calypso at home. I mean, it goes that I pull my CDs out, and among the CDs I'm going to be playing for Christmas includes um, Tokyo CDs. And he wasn't just a Calypsonian that performed for Carnival at Double L, again, rightly put it, but for all season. I know we're talking about talks tonight and, and paying tribute to him. But one thing that I think we need to, as Dominicans, those in Dominica and those in the diaspora, I think we need to find a way to recognize the contribution of those people even while they're alive. Give them their flowers while they're alive. And I'm saying so because um, in recent time, we have lost some strong icons in the cultural business. We, for example, you have Freddie Menz, a prolific writer, Calypso writer. Um, we had Spider, another, another powerhouse, Calypso. And now, of course, we have Lot Tokyo. And I think it's high time that we, I don't know if you want to call it a, a, a house of culture or whatever, but something to give tribute to those persons. Because um, they, they live and we don't celebrate them as much as we, would, we should. And, of course, when they pass, we, we remember them immediately, and then they're forgotten. Because I, I remember even during the Calypso competition, they only had one event for, for Freddie Mains. And on, 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 it was only one Calypsonian girl who sang a song in tribute to Freddie Mains, and he was forgotten. Spider, nobody even mentioned Spider, nobody. Everybody forgets Spider. But I, I, I would hope that we can do something. But again, as I said, the topic tonight is Tokyo. And he was a great icon, he was a great ambassador for Dominica, he was a champion of the art form, and he's going to be missed a lot, and I too would like to extend my condolences to his families and friends, and um, as I said, hope that we can do something out of that, or, or, or have some tribute or something in his name. Okay. All right, Tony, I'm listening. All right, thank you so much for calling, this, um, listener, thank you so much. Alex, you... Um you were going to I'll give you a chance to tell us about your familiarity with Tokyo's work. Um, so go ahead, Mike. Is yours? Yeah, well, um, sorry. Where do we start? Well, love Tokyo, as everybody has been saying, seems to have been an educator and a, a patriot more than anything else. He wasn't a Calypsonian. He won the Calypso crown. He sang Calypsos, but he was much more than just being a Calypsonian. 
arrange ourselves, put ourselves in line where we can recognize persons while they're still alive instead of giving them flowers, as well as giving them flowers after they've passed? Well, it's pretty simple. I mean, there's nothing, you see, the thing is, uh, there is a small population, and the thing about it, uh, we are, are people that know everybody's business, we know what everybody does, we judge everybody, so we know exactly the contributions of the individual people. My dad has always told me, Manuel Christopher Black, my dad never get to get flowers and stuff like that. But the thing is that my dad was trying to change that kind of philosophy of Dominican ideas, that what Jari said, what Alvin said, what Powell said there, that we as a Dominican people, we have to change our philosophy about our, our artists, our people, you, you, you can recognize when somebody... So don't you know when your son and your daughter are doing well in school? We, we, we know when somebody is doing great for the country. Not only just Tokyo talking on the street to people. People are telling Dominicans that Tokyo are advising them exactly how to invest in Dominica. The Mighty Sparrow, which is my humble friend from years, my closest buddy, told me one time with his manager, this is um, Shaw Serial, that if Tokyo has to go up in elections, Tokyo would win <laughs> as, a, a, as a minister of culture. And I believe that would have happened because, you see, Tokyo was so faithful to Dominica, not even his Calypso. You know, Tokyo really, really didn't even worry much about his Calypso. He just was a patriotic Dominican that wanted Dominica to do well and wanted Dominica entertainers, Dominica musical and, 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 and cultural stuff to go far. You know what I'm saying? So we as a people have to recognize. My point is we have to recognize. That's where I rest in that case on that. We have to start to recognize, like Alvin said, recognize the people like Powell. Powell is a great guy, so I don't just say Powell is a good guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Trigo is a great radio host. Why can't we just put square pegs in square holes and round pegs in round holes? That's how it's supposed to be. All right. So let's jump to Jalil. Um, Jalil, same question. How, how yeah, is well, if you're I, the I, I, I agree with everything Powell said and the other gentleman and what Levi just said. You know, one of the things that we don't do in Dominica is we don't really give uh, kudos where it's due. I mean, I mean, I not everybody, of course, but, you know, the majority of um, the people and the powers that be in Dominica, I think they don't do enough. I mean, they do that for the Calypso. We have the Calypso shows when we have um, 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 Carnival, we have independent um But when all of this is over, you know, then what? And one of the things that I, Tokyo said to me once, the last conversation we had, he asked me, why don't I write Calypso for um, the younger people coming up, you know? And I said to him, well, this is something to consider because, I mean, I'm a good Calypso writer. I write my, all my songs. And what, as we, we're talking about recognition, though, I want to touch on, on Dosak in Connecticut. A couple of years ago, they recognized Tokyo. They gave him an award for his contribution to Dominica and Dominica events and everything that he's doing here. For, um, for our country to let people know about Dominica. As I said, he's a mouthpiece for Dominica. He was a mouthpiece for Dominica. And he was recognized. He was not able to receive the award because I think he was ill. And I accepted for him, and I took it to his home, and we sat and talked for a while. And this was one of the things that he said to me, you know, you have to start writing calypso for the younger people coming 
you know, because the kind of calypsos that are being written in Dominica is too political. And he also said that most of the songs that are written in Dominica after Carnaval, you can't see that you can't go anywhere with them. They're not sung anywhere. You can't play them on the radio anywhere except in Dominica. Carnival is right over. So he said to me, by, if you remember back in the days, Calypso was fun. No, Calypso is not fun anymore. It's like all you have is politics, 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 politics. And I just kind of, as you, as you guys were speaking, I just remembered that the last conversation we had, and he was. This was one of his concerns that Dominica Calypso is too, like, too much of a, a, a tunnel vision, one-sided, and it's like there's no no fun in Calypso anymore. And he said to me, "Why don't you write some Calypsos for the upcoming, upcoming, you know, people that are younger than you, people that maybe want to go into Calypso and they don't have writers, because the people that are writing are one set of people and they're writing the same thing over and over." Same topic, and it's just constant. And he was not really happy about what Calypso, the way Calypso was going in Dominica right now. So, so certainly we, and, and I mean, there's just an outpouring of a lot of of that whole sentiment. I, I just got a text from one of the listeners. He says that um, Lord Tokyo also went to school in Point Michel. <laughs> so, so certainly, um, you know, if ever there was a statesman. Tokyo City. He was a Dominican. He was a, he was a Dominican. <laughs> Definitely. And um, again, I want to I want to say shout big shout out to persons in Grand Bay and environs who are listening to us via Radio Abamango, persons in Guadeloupe. Um, we, we 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 enjoy your company. Also, I give a, is, give a, give a, not, not to cheat you. Give a shout out to the the Dosak um, Association in, in in Bridgeport, Connecticut, because they had the sense to to see what Tokyo was doing and recognize him two years ago. Yes, certainly. And I know they were also planning at this year's flag um, raising ceremony um, to to also uh, give him a, some plaque as well, an additional an additional recognition for his ongoing yes. work. I understood that this year he was he was uh, it was the intention to to recognize him. There's also a, a group of former grammar school students, uh, the class of 1984, who are tuned into TDN Radio. Uh, shout out to you! Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoy the show. Uh, but let me get back to Alex. Alex, you were about to delve into a very deep blue um, bass and glow, and telling us about um, the Lord Tokyo as one of the the creators, the, the one of the persons re- responsible for the, the the birth of soca music. So I'm going to let you educate our audience on Lord Tokyo's um, contribution to that. Yeah, um, and before I do, well, let me just, um, in response to Alvin, I think, who I identified his voice calling from Atlanta earlier, he asked, um, what did he do Spider? And I remember when Spider passed, I was actively involved on the Calypso executive then. And the the Carnival City of that year was named after Spider. So it was called the Spider Carnival City. And we also gave Spider a Calypso burial. That only Calypso burial we had in Dominica. Where the entire ceremony was done, Calypso style, with Calypso music being sang. Spark from Wesley came down and we had trumpet like Louisiana style. So it was not just a mournful thing in black and white. We had colors and we gave him a Louisiana style Kaiso send off at the basketball, at the t- table tennis court on Valley Road. And um, it was the first public ceremony. We had a priest come over to, well, I think a, a pastor from the Jehovah Witness. 
and we gave him that kind of funeral fitting for the man that he was. So Spiral well, is a wonderful send-off. I'm not sure what, I mean, he was correct when he said that man himself was not even mentioned properly. And I guess it goes, it, it, it depends on what is happening or who, who, who does what at certain times. But I could not have been on an executive and somebody like Spider died and not give Spider what he got. So he got that. And I think Spider would have been happy the way he got, he got send-off. Um, that's one for that. And the Kaiso Hall of Fame that we're doing is, an, um, is, a, is a thing that comes every four years. So people like Sp- Spider, he was also involved in this, inducted. Super L, I heard his name whispered sometime for production. He's a young guy still. There are guys who went, went ahead of him in the business. So you never know. We look at our own people and it, it's going to happen. With the Calypso House that we have, I, I know earlier I had a discussion with Kelly, and I told him we should think of naming the house after iconic Calypsonians, and I, I called Sparrow's name, and um, Tokyo when he was around before, and, and a few other guys. I'm not sure where that is, but we really should think of renaming the house, or just not the house, but the pillars of the house. I think Kelly was in agreement of that, naming the four pillars of the house after four pillars of Dominicus Alex, I think we have, give me one second, because I think we have a caller on the line. Um, caller, can you hear me? Go ahead. Yes, I can hear you. I just want to join in to make a quick observation. Alex, Jolly, Levi, Spoil, this is Stein. I'm listening. Oh, my God. What's up, my brother? What's up? I'm waiting for you, man. (laughs) The thing is, it is so cool. It's flowing well. A few technical problems initially, but it's it's nice. Here is something I just want to drop in that that you can include in your discussion, you four of you, as you move along. Thank you, man. One of the things Tokyo always told me is, and it goes specifically to Calypso, is that he never liked a presentation on stage that had too many props. He used to tell me a Calypsonian should not make his props, quote, quote, too elaborate. And I found that very interesting. Just one little thing and then I will leave. I think we could dig that a little because that goes back to a whole African tradition where the body was architecture. You didn't have to add anything else to it. It came with all that it contained. He believed that the artist should be so powerful that he should be able to attract sufficient attention to himself and his performance without much of anything to support it. I found that amazing. Maybe some people might think it's a bit passe, given that (laughs) these days with each other calypso that comes on, you have a presentation, something that precedes it, and there are points for it. He believed that that was a bit, that got a bit in the way of the artist's full capacity. And I just thought I'd share this with you so we can really dig into Tukuyu himself. But he did not believe in props that were too elaborate. You all are three Calypsonians, Jali, Super L, and, you know, Osama C. You know, so you all can, can muse on that a little as you go along with your other things. Like, put it in the buyo. Okay, bye-bye. Oh, man, um, Steinberg, so good to hear you. So good to hear your voice. Thank you so much for calling in another icon of Dominican music, Dominican communication, a historian in his own right, a documentarist. Um, so so much we appreciate to hear Steinberg. I am going to uh, allow 
each of you to respond. Um, let's start with Jali. Jali, are you yes. familiar with Tokyo liking to be on stage? And he's, he's the one who's, who's um, commanding the stage without too much props, as Steinberg pointed out. Well, that's, that's what I said when, my, when, I, when I opened, when I, when I, at the, the very first thing I said was, when I first saw Tokyo you know, way back in the 70s, I was a young girl in Grand Bay, uh, I look at this little man on the stage, and he, the stage belonged to him. He commanded the stage. He totally commanded, and the crowd was going crazy. And when Tokyo started moving, it's like, you can't, you, you, you just, you mesmerize. You just have to look at him. He had these moves, and the way he just, he commanded the stage, and he had no props, he had nothing. Well, he never said that to me about the props, which was, I mean, Stan, Stan, you know, he spoke to Stan, but what I'm saying, like, he didn't need it. He did not need it. That's when it. Tokyo was on stage, and he was right, he's right, because... When you have too much going on in the, you know, on stage, you know, people are, are distracted. They're not, you know, they want, people come to see you. You have to be able to present yourself. You have to be able to deliver yourself to the people. No, they don't want to call someone and say, well, I mean, there are times for that. Because when I, when I, when I, when I did Calypso in, back in the 80s, when I became Calypso Queen, I had my, my stuff on stage, but I had like, I bring a banana plant with a banana, bunch of banana in it. I had these workers, I had boxes, and I was doing like the whole boxing plant scene and everything. It calls for it, but the way it was, it was very well orchestrated. People coming at a certain time, they leave at a certain time, they make way for. But you know, I had to be able to. You have to be able to deliver yourself. You have. It's got, that's you. The props are just props, but you have to be able to present. You have to. You have to be able to command the attention of the people that you're singing for. You have to be able to be articulate, let them listen to what you're saying, that they understand what it is that you're saying. And if you can present that, you don't need all that, all that stuff. Certainly, Superl, um, talking about props, you know, I remember you on stage. This is one of my, this is one of my Calypso memories. I remember you on stage with a wrestling ring, body slamming <laughs> the other contestant. <laughs> the body slam. The body slam. Now, if, that, if ever there was a huge prop that took up the stage, um, that was it, but but that stage that prop did not overpower you. So, what's your reaction to um? Well, well, let me explain. Let me explain. I think we are confusing the complete scene about people that can that have the ability to. I can sing. I can command the stage. I have. I have a natural ability to command the crowd, but the thing is, in because. I, I, because I came from Jesus Christ Superstar Orin Bully Theater, and when I got involved in Swinging Stars, and then I got involved in Calypso, Jari just said that what Calypsoans were singing at that time was just politics, Calypso, and the foreigners that was coming to Dominica wasn't being entertained. It was a boring show. From 1970. 1982, 1983, 1981, the shows used to be so boring that if you have one old match song, you would be lucky. So when I came into Calypso in 1984, my main objective was to give Dominica back their road match songs on the road like Lord Tokyo Tennis Shutong. So what I introduced to bring it back was what they're hearing they can see on stage. But the thing is, presentation is only five 
minutes and and five minutes in five minutes because of the theater technology theater experience that i've learned from all in bully i was able to be able to come on stage within five you see it's not how much you have on stage you know it's how quick you can come on stage and get out of stage and present your song and still perform at the same time right so but some Californians overpowering the whole thing they, you know what I mean it's like some people that would, would, would just overdoing things they overdo things they don't follow the script they don't know how it is done and they come and they're trying to do the same thing they see but everything is within the time factor that they are given you're given five minutes on stage presentation. Power, I know that. It's so, fine. Well, super, I, I'm going to jump in there and, and toss it to Alec. Alex is a theater guy as well. Um, and I know props is something that he has to examine carefully and still. Exactly. Alex, Alex, talk about that for me a little bit. And, and I'm anxious to get into the Soka story before we run out of time. Yeah, um, what, what, what Super is correct? Super came into Calypso with a theatrical background. And Superl didn't just do props, he did set. So Superl actually transformed the Calypso stage into a set, into an arena. And he, I believe in my opinion, did that best. He was the basically, he was the one who dressed Calypso in the modern era in which he has been dressed. So that is the, that is the only side take on things. Let's just do the big prop. He was the main prop. Superl was always the main prop. In fact, his voice was the main element of the prop artistry and just performance. So he brought the, 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 the genus of, of, of THT, the Hebrew theatrics to Calypso and he should not be criticized for doing that. It's a, it's a good thing that he did to it. So that is that is my take on it and I, I do not think he should get any flack. In, in fact, he should be complimented for so doing it. Alex, Alex, mm. it's not a criticism, you know. It's not a criticism. We're just discussing, you know, what, um, how Tokyo sees things. We're not criticizing. Um, it's not a criticism no. of, of um, props. You know, yeah, what I'm mean, saying is like, you know, he believed... Put you on the stage. And those things were very eucalyptic. A fella been too cold on stage. And that's a big thing. Okay, so Alex, big, you Alex, his, his donkey and dogs on the, on the run. He was Carousel was immaculate. He brought costumes of dogs and he brought Ian Douglas on the stage. I mean, that's him. You can't beat this. So Super Oil changed the stage into a set. I do not think Tokyo would be against that to dress the stage. There was one time also that he just did it. He put a, a, an entire salon in the Wild Wild West on stage. Michelle Raffle of present men who performed in that, in, uh, in that also. So, yes, these are beautiful little things. And Super Elosi started that, I think, somewhere in 1984. All right, so so Alex, let's, um, let's get into the soca, the part about Tokyo and his involvement in the, in the start of the soca music that has taken the world by storm. What part did he play in that that you've documented from his, his telling? Well, well, basically, it happened somewhere in 1974 towards the end of that year, or it could have been um, late 73. I still, I'm still struggling with the exact month when that guy came to Dominica from Trinidad, Shorty. He was involved in Calypso, where he was a chutney artist, and he was very famous for singing chutney songs in Trinidad, and he experimented with Calypso. At a point in time, he felt that there should be a change to the Calypso because the Calypso was drool and, and it was not really living up to the expectation that it was meant to 
So he had been trying to get a change from, from Calypso to, to fuse the music. So when he came to Dominica for one of his regular gatherings, one of the regular shows that he normally travels around the place, in Dominica at the time, Calypso was the prevailing music because Burton and his guys had, they had just gone to go out, to go out, look, and the band was formed and they were coming back for their tour in 1973. So there was the Calypso vibe was in the air. And Chris Serafin had just written a song called that was the song that was the hitting in 1973. So when this guy came to perform, you know, as artists, he had a little adventure with a Dominican woman. And he told Rod Tokyo, who was his driver, the taxi man, and Chris Seraphine about his conquest. And he wanted to put it in song. So these guys met at the Asta Hotel on Valley Road and they wrote a song about this woman that Lord Shotty met in Dominica. I was lying in with this Dominican woman. And then the chorus of the song was Udi Mwe Upiti Shotty. The chorus means Shotty, you told me you're small, but you lie, you big. Udi Mwe Upiti Umati. So this is the essence behind the first so called. That song which was written, written in Dominica by Love Tokyo, Chris Seraphine, and this shorty guy, Garfield, um, from Trinidad. And the guy took back the rhythm, the melody of the Calypso at the time, the soccer at the time. He went back to Trinidad, and the rest is history. The song was recorded, Soka was born. Garfield uh, requested or uh, offered to Tokyo to share the rights, the intellectual property of the music on the CD. And at the time, Tokyo tell me, tell me, man, that's all right, man, forget that, that is okay. And, and Chris Seraphine also did the same. So Garfield is, Lord Shotty is recorded as the person who intellectually owns the rhythm of soccer. But in, in essence, the other collaborators, Chris Seraphine and Lord Tokyo, did a lot to introduce soccer music to the world. And I have proven that in many different areas, getting in independent um, documentation on that. And um, I have spoken to Tokyo many times about it, and this is very well documented. And hopefully the Trinidadians will start writing the wrongs about Dominica's involvement and Tokyo's involvement in the formation of Kadat Lipso. That's in a nutshell what I can say about it now, just in the interest of time. No, certainly, certainly. I, and, and I heard that story before. As a matter of fact, if you Google, if you do a Wikipedia search on soca music, it does mention um, the gist of that story, that um, of, of the history that you just gave us. So, I mean, uh, uh, Alex, I, I mean, quickly, I, go ahead. Yeah, quickly, this guy Thompson, an independent writer, right? He said it was often overlooked by compilers of the various world music on the market today. But it is safe to say that the nation has a great contribution in the modern favor of the region, of the regional musical called Soka. And that is what Thompson is writing in 2002 about the guys who got involved in music. And he names Lord Tokyo, he names Chris Seraphin, and he names um, Lord Shetty in terms of the formation of the music. So the information is there. It's just that in Trinidad, I don't think we have done enough to give credit where credit is due. Um, I gave a lecture at the, at the U some time ago, 
and it seemed to have gone nowhere. There was some there was some trade against in the house, and they are beginning to talk about it. Eventually, when my book comes out, I'm going to you know, hopefully try to get some talking time in Trinidad again in, in, in St. Augustine or Mona and get some get the word get word out because somebody has to stand up for our artists. Somebody has to talk about Superhell. Somebody must talk about Tokyo about about um, Hurricane and and the likes about Dice about Charlie's and I'm the I'm the somebody who's willing to do it along with other people who are willing to do the same. Alex, I'm I'm glad yeah. I'm glad you I'm glad you're talking about it because I had a discussion some time ago with some Trinidad people and then when I, 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 I told them exactly what you just said and then they try to tell me oh this so is I told them it's just, it's like so kind like so called cardiff. They tell me no it's so calypso. So I mean somebody no. really has to educate these people and let them know that that, that Dominica contributed to the music that they're enjoying right now. Because they want no, to tell me no I, I because I had this in Tokyo already. But I, I want to come in there a little bit, you know. Go ahead, I want to come in there. Go ahead, go ahead. Because, you see, what has been happening throughout the years is we as a Dominican people, we have been making a lot of mistakes with our cultural rhythms, and we are so humble and sweet as Dominicans. We are volunteering to other people in better positions than us and giving them the opportunity to run with what we have. Look what, from to Bouillon. Bouillon. Look what happened to Bouillon. Every Caribbean music you hear about is Bouillon. The, the background is, the, um, the foundation is Bouillon. And I don't want, want to elaborate too much because the thing is that we have to take responsibility of the things we do. Yep. It's like, for instance, example then, if, I have an, if I'm a mechanic in a yard and a guy have an old car sitting by the street and then I'm a mechanic next door and for years I see the car just dying there and I ask him for the car, after I take the car and he give it to me and I put it back on the road, he can't come and ask me for it again, you know. That's true. <laughs> I like that analogy. <laughs> the problem is, as Dominican musicians and writers and poets, and so we have to take control of our what it belongs to us. Is the the older folks that have created the rhythms from Karaslipso to Bouillon, all these guys, they are in a commanding position to take control of lyrics, copyrights, music, copyrights. But why? Everybody thinks they have it made already, and they don't want to ask the questions. Listen, when I was recording with Swinging Stars, okay, I'll just let you guys understand. Sultan's Orchestra took Swinging Stars, Chubby, and then from Grand Bay, and, and Naked Feet, and Janet Azu, and they went to Trinidad to record for Sultan's Orchestra in Trinidad. Swinging Stars was doing their first album after their fire. I was the writer, composer, of 90% of Twin Stars' two albums, Party Times and Grado Bouille, okay? When I arrived in, 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 in the studio, Ophelia had a booklet, Ophelia Olivache Marie had a booklet, and it fell from a bag. While she was going to do her lyrics, the, the booklet fell down, and it was written, World, world Music, in Barbados, World Music. I pick up the, the, the I pick it up and I start to see the thing say copyrights. Then I start to read and understand my rights. Nobody told me about my rights. I got interested in my rights. The rest is history. So what I'm saying is we have to start protecting what is Dominican. 
Okay. And instead of complaining, instead of complaining about what other people do with it, when we take control of it, they will be no matter what they do. Because for instance, Dominicans play reggae, you know. They play reggae, they play Jamaican reggae. What, look, what, look, what, look what happened to hit music. Who, 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 whose song is that? Hit music. Whose song is that? <laughs> they play reggae. They play Jamaicans that ball in. Jamaicans happy. Dominicans play reggae for them. Why? Uh-huh. All rights in the stuff. No, 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 okay. no, no. We don't have to be too hard on our people, on our musicians, because. We have not been as savvy as these other nations for a long time because I think it's just the sixth. And Tokyo was the first recording artist, so to speak, and that happened in the seventies there. So I mean, we are young. In Trinidad, I mean, music has been recorded in, in, in from the nineteen twenties, thirties. So they're, they're gone ahead of us. They're more astute, and yes, they are a little more advanced. So what we have to do now is to safeguard. Yeah, we have. I mean, we have to be police, we have to be soldiers, we have to be army, we have to be, we have to be brutal with our stuff. No, but no, so what, yeah, but, I mean, we, we cannot be past this, past, right? No, we have to. Okay, so, so, so what I'm going to do, I am going to jump in here and say, uh, you know, this discussion is important, and I'm sure it's a discussion that would be close to, um, to, to Tokyo. Because as a, as an artist and as a as a promoter of Dominican music, I'm sure he will, he he was probably impressed with the progress that's been made in Dominican music over the years. But he would have also liked to see more Dominican artists be rewarded, and and, and that is something that we we've championed on TDN Radio in the past. You have always said that. He has always said that. That was always his words. That an artist is supposed to be, able, the best thing for an artist is to be able to make a living from his art. <clears throat> but but let's, as we come to a close, I want to I want to remind um, listeners that this is a TDN Radio. This is this weekend interview. We are honoring the memory, the life, the work of Lord Tokyo, an icon, a pioneer, an entrepreneur, a, a, a father, a human being, a friend, a mentor. He bears the trail for a number of, of Calypsonians and entertainers as we have even on the panel tonight. Certainly, um, we have uh, entertainers like Alex Bruno, we have Jali, we have Super Elif, all experience the thrill of being on stage and singing Calypso and entertaining the crowd. So, we, we, we I want to, as we draw near, I want to uh, one more time remind listeners that um, Radio Abamango is, is carrying this program live. So, big shout out to South City Massive who listening to us. Sure. Radio Abamango. And um, Stop, what are you doing? <laughs> and as we as we as we draw near, I want to last chance if you want to participate in the discussion. I still have a few minutes from the producers. The number that you can call in if you want to join the conversation is two zero two five two five seven two three one. And um, as they say, ladies go first. I am going to um, offer your, your your opportunity to make closing remarks. Um, be it on a personal level or professional level, otherwise let's talk again about Lord Tokyo and the person and the entertainer that he was. So, Jalil, Mike is yours, let's hear and then we jump to Super well, thanks, and then thanks, thanks a lot. I just, um, it was a pleasure knowing Tokyo. He was a friend and 
you know, my life as a, as a singer, as a performer is better for knowing Tokyo. And whenever I meet him, the discussions that he would have with me, I learn from. And um, I will miss him. I give my condolences to his family. And, um, you, you know, it's just one of those things that, you know, you just have to take it as it is and remember the person he was, what he stood for, and try to live your life, you know, as close as possible to, to, to the man and his teachings and what you learn from him. And that's, that's what I say. That's what I'm going to take with me, you know, knowing that he's not there anymore. And uh, when I go on stage and prove to perform, I will bring Tokyo with me because he will be there with me, you know, as a friend who, you know, give me some knowledge of the stage, of performance, and um, all the good things. All right, and thank that's you. pretty much what I have to say. Awesome. Super, go ahead. Tell us, tell yeah, us I, what the impact is. I on behalf, on behalf of my organization here in Canada, um, the, um, DJ Atiyah's, um, Paul Oleitang Black with um, our radio show here in Canada, and all on behalf of, of all Dominicans here in Toronto, uh, we want to um, extend our heartfelt, um, deepest sympathy to the family and friends of 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 of, of um, the late great Lord Tokyo because we were fortunate enough to have the final concert that we had with Blackberry Sonko some years ago. Myself and him, we were the both highlights here in Toronto, which was a great show. And um, my memories again will be there for a long and a very long time because he was a household uh, my home itself my mom my deceased mom and my aunt my deceased aunt uh those of them that lived in england they know exactly who he was he was not just a calypsonian he was a great human being he loved everybody and he wanted everybody in the art form or whatever they were doing to do good that's why i will sing give us tokyo lord the little man not doing the oh god lord i'll go on and on so for that i say from the bottom of my heart toki rest in peace thank you super yeah. alex you brought me to tokyo's house last home the time you were in new york and and although I knew him because he comes, you know, he's a family friend. I, I went to his house and I saw him embrace you as his son. Um, tell us what, what Tokyo meant to you and, and how he has impacted you as, as, a, as a dramatist. Yeah, Tokyo yeah, was a friend and a father figure. He was a gentleman I could look up to. He was genuine. He gave me everything that he could give. And he shared totally. Um, I'm happy to have known him. And I, of course, I want to extend my deepest sympathy to his um, condolences to his family. His wife knew me well. Whenever I called him, he said, I took you bad, call your name. So he really, he really, to me, was, you know, more than just what, you know, what he was. I'm going to miss him. But I'm asking that his spirit room in peace, not rest in peace. R.I.P. room in peace. Because Tokyo's spirit should not be allowed to rest. His spirit will be with us. His music will be alive. And the work that he has done for us in Dominica is going to even get better. Because you know, people like Tokyo, their worth and their value increase after their passing. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what's, going to happen. that's what's going to happen for Tokyo and for his family. I believe the Tokyo industry is going to be a, a big, 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 big industry. And his family, his lovely wife, and his, his um, surviving um, children are going to be all good. Well, I mean, it's, it's better to have him alive, but no one lives forever. 
but his estate is going to is going to increase in millions, and Tokyo's true roof is is only now going to be realized. Thank you, and I want to say thank you so much to to my three panelists, uh, Alex Bruno, Super L Jawi. Um, thank you for sharing for for educating us on the life and work of of Tokyo, Lord Tokyo himself. And I, I want to say good night, and of course, um, stay t- stay in touch because we may be calling back on you once we've um, laid his his body to rest. We may do this another time, uh, and and listeners, I'm definitely going to play you the most popular song. I love Tokyo, the, the tennis shoe jam. Uh, so as you listen, a, a big ch- shout out to to Grande Parsi, the Dominican Parsi, to um, all, all of the persons in the show. Well, thanks for having me. Jolly. It was my pleasure. Thank you, guys. Jolly Powell, see you later. Rest in peace, the Lord Tokyo. And um, from TDN Radio, we want to say good night. Have uh, uh, the sincerest condolences to the family and the friends of Lord Tokyo. We, we thank you for sharing him with us for so long. I, I got a, a note from a young man in Grand Bay who listened to the, to the program tonight via Radio Abamango. He says, Tokyo was my grandpa, and I will miss him, and I love him. So we want to say thank you, and a big shout-out to Radio Abamango for collaborating with us on this show tonight. And as usual, uh, we want to say thank you to listeners for, for being with us. Our, our engineer, Sam, um, had a little bit of a challenge tonight. Uh, things got away from us a little bit. We got a little bit of an overwhelming response. Uh, we had to clear it up. But once it cleared out, it's small, it, it, it flowed very smoothly. So I want to say thank you for that. Uh, uh, there's an ad that we got from Radio Abamango. I want to end the program with the ad. Listen to it. It, it. it takes me all the way back to Dominica. Oui, messieurs, mesdames, c'était Picard et Piment Augustin qui sortit pour Welka Descent Lally. C'est comme ça que je steady et puis fait Tanyo, oui, au Lazoka aller comme ça. Nous ka aller côté Manson en Bamango pour aller acheter alcali, chandelle, jazzel en gwen, chlorine, blé pour laver, hat blanc, kerosine en cube, mes et mesdames. Ou panique kerosine pour tomber en terre encore. Et puis Manson côté Manson, entre Bamango, où ça trouver toutes ces agouilles là. Oui, mes et mesdames, pas qu'à coûter cher, c'est ça qu'il a. Allez là! Bio force là et que continuer trouver bon produit pour servir à Kazao sans mal tête. Steady et puis Fedi dit ma Augustin et puis Picard. Let us go. 
c'est comme ça yo fait manier ka descend côté mensonne en bamago c'est la bagaille la cabaille ça ka coûter pas cher tout bonnement
participant in this meeting. You'll hear a beep until someone joins.